that reward, it means simply that because what we live, how we live, we don't, we're not, listen, we don't live in hoping that our work, right here, we're going to have work that will get us to the place that we come to the cross, and as a result of that, that gives us assurance of going to heaven. That's not how it works. No, we come to the cross because the Bible says, it says that when a man turns to the Lord, and so the second when a man turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So we come to the Lord first, and then what happens? Then we what? We work. I don't work to be saved. I work because I am saved. All right? Now, so the tribulation will come. When the tribulation comes, and the, the, and this is the most, and you're going to see this. It's the, it's the worst time. If I can convince you of anything tonight, it would be this. And that would be that you don't want to go through this time. If you don't want to go through this terrible time, you and your family and your loved ones don't want to go through this, this awful time right here. Okay? And so what happens after the tribulation, the second coming now happens when Jesus comes back to this earth. And when Jesus comes back to this earth, as a result of that, that ushers in what we call the millennium. That's a thousand, that's a thousand years. And after that comes the great, uh, great white throne. We're not going to be standing with people that have never, never, never come to know Jesus Christ to be judged by God. You say, now wait a minute. Matthew 25 talks about being separated from sheep and goats. Yes, that's true. But when does that take place? That takes place right here. That takes place in a thousand years here. It doesn't take place there. So, so what I want to do tonight, I want to get into the tribulation, and I want to just look at a few things of what this is going to be. The half of it, the half of it, this is called the great tribulation. This is just, just the tribulation right here. But why? Because what's the thing that happens right here? The, the abomination of desolation when the Antichrist sets up his throne and kingdom in Jerusalem, then the kingdom is going to tear. Now, so let's see what else I want to say here about this right here. Okay. All right. Revelation. How do we read Revelation? Revelation is read this way. Chapters 1 through 3 has to do with the church. So it has to do with what? It has to do with the church age. That's what it is. Chapter 4, John hears the word come up hither. As he does, what does that have to do with? That has to do with the rapture. After chapter, after, uh, 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 yeah, it has to do with the rapture. After chapter 4, chapter 4, all the way over, even to 22. And this time, 19 times, the church, the word church is used. We don't hear it again until we get all the way over here to chapter 22. Why? Because the church is gone. So this is a terrible time for those that are left behind. The Bible calls this the day, the time of Jacob's trouble. Why does it call it the time of Jacob's trouble? Because it's predominantly, what's the purpose, what's the purpose of the tribulation? The purpose of the tribulation is to deal with God's people. See, one of the things that we've done with, with all millennialism, which says, well, Jesus is just going to come back and none of this is going to happen, this is going to happen, it does. We have basically done this. We have separated uh, we, we have said that, that God's not going to reestablish Israel. That's not true. It's called replacement theology from the Jews. One of the reasons they don't believe in what, the way we do is because of this. We told them that the church is now, has, has come into the place of the Israel and the Jewish nation. It's not. The 11th chapter, because when you read the 
book of Romans, the book of Romans in, in Romans chapter, uh, chapter 9, chapter 10, and chapter 11. Chapter 9 is the past, chapter 10 is the present, and chapter 11 is the future in the book of, uh, in the book of Romans. And what it says in 11, it says that all Israel will be saved. They're going to be saved. And so God's going to do that, but why? How's he going to do it? He's going to take us through this terrible time right here, and you're going to see, because the Bible says in the book of John, Jesus came into his own, and his own received him not. Why? They rejected him as the Messiah. They will see that Jesus was the Messiah in this tribulation. Some people say, well, now, the tribulation period is for the purification of the church, and there is the Messiah. Why do you say that, Lee? If you can't, listen, if the blood of Jesus Christ does not purify you, I don't know what will. Amen? So once you're purified, once, once you're, you know, you say, but no, wait a minute. The Bible says that Jesus is coming back for a church without spot, without wrinkle, and he is. And some people say, well, look at the church today. Look at the problems we've got. Absolutely. But you know what? God's going to take care of all of that. So let's do this. So we're going to look, what we're going to do is we're going to look at those judgments and we're going to divide those up. We're going to divide those up into the, the number one, the seal judgment. Uh, seal judgment. Number two, we're going to do this into the trumpet judgment. And number three, we're going to do it into the bowl judgment. And all these take place where? Right here.
Because the Bible talks about Thessalonians, how God will send them strong delusion that they will bring belief a lie. And I'm sorry to suggest exactly what that is. So the first seal judgment, the rider of the white horse, Antichrist goes out to conquer and make war. Revelation uh, 6, verse 12. 
devastating earthquake that's accompanied by severe cosmic disturbance. People everywhere try to hide. A third of the sun, the moon, and the stars will be dark during the summer, during the coming judgment. You can read these things in chapter 15 of the book of Luke. So, but you know, and I thought about this. Think about all the all the movies that have been made. And with all these movies that have been made, and these people don't realize that what they're doing, they're talking about meteors coming to the earth. They're talking about, you know, the earth dropping on its axis and the sun and all this kind of stuff. What they don't comprehend and don't realize is those things can actually take place. They actually take place. But thank God we're not here. We're not here. The seventh seal judgment, which opens up into the trumpet judgment, this final seal judgment results in unleashing of the trumpet judgment, which is even more catastrophic. Now, here's what, here's what I want you to know. That these things, as you go from the seal judgment to the trumpet judgment to the bowl judgment, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Remember, remember as we look at these, as, as we enumerate this in the Olivet Discourse, that Jesus said there would be false Christ in Matthew, verse 4 and 5, the Antichrist seal judgment, Revelation 6, 1 and 2, there would be wars and rumors of war, verse 6 of Matthew, they slay one another, verse 3 and 4, that's written off in Matthew 24, there will be famines in Matthew 24, so there's famines here in verse 5 and 6. Earthquakes in verse 7 of Matthew, and a great earthquake in verse 12 and 14. Let me just read that for you. And I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth, the hair and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth with sixteen drops, verse two, when it was shaken by the mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it was rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. The kings of the earth bent their weakness and commanded the mighty every slave, every Somebody asked me uh, the other day, asking me about when the flood took place. And there is a great old book that's called The Flood, if you get a hold of it. And in that book, one of the things it, it talks about, there has never been a single solitary civilization anywhere in all the world that has not had a time of great flood. A great flood. They all, every civilization has had, had said that. But the question that's asked was when the water Well, 
one of the things that took place was this, this because of the because of the greenhouse effect around the earth as a result of that, it caused the because it was just the vegetation was so thick that when this vegetation went under, it was forced down, which ended up causing coal mining. Now, I'm old and some of you who do you know what that coal is. But that's what I that's what I've always so Revelation 8 indicates the trumpet judgment. Okay, the first trumpet judgment. Hell and fire fall upon the earth. We are told that one third of the earth will burn up and a third of the sea will burn up and all grass will perish. In Revelation verse chapter 8 and verse 7, and listen to what this says. It says simply, the first angel sounded and hell and fire followed immediately with blood when they were thrown to earth and a third of the sea will burn up and all the grass will burn up. What does that sound like? They say that if we had not dropped the atomic bomb, what would have happened would be that the carnage would be greater than it would have been if we had not dropped the atomic bomb. In fact, that's why they think that maybe that happened. And it's true to stop the war. We know that we know that when the bomb was dropped first on Hiroshima, and then the next time it was dropped on Nagasaki, that as a result as a result of that, you know, I think it's hundred what was two hundred and sixty some thousand but if you ever read the book Hiroshima, it describes what took place when that bomb was dropped. How the people were standing there and all of a sudden they were not there. Because you see, what happens when we when we drop bombs in World War II over in Germany, we were dropping bombs that left potholes. When we but we did not know when we dropped the atomic bomb, what happened, it was not an explosion, it was an implosion. In other words, what it did, it came in and when it exploded, it took all the atoms and molecules out and what happened, they all came rushing back in and when they came back in, it's just like a bulldozer came over the landscape and just took everything and flattened everything out. So, literally, and I've read a theologian after theologian that really believes what this is talking about is talking about a nuclear explosion because one third of the earth is burnt and then you're going to find out that about half of it, half of the earth is going to die as a result of it. And all green grass will burn up in Revelation 8 and possibly it's going to be possible that it's going to be there. Second trumpet judgment. A fiery mire and plummet into the sea which turns bloody, resulting in a third of the sea creatures dying. Revelation 8 8. And the cuts off the sea supply as well as all of the water of the sea. Now you say, why all that? What are you talking about? Because most people believe this is probably talking about a meteor.
you know, I just want to give you dough, but I got the dough is going to have a small amount in it for the offering. And so they could have done that. So, but God speaks to me and says, well, they got it.
sometimes people will say bad about pastors and not be able to approach a pastor. I've been, I've been doing this at churches. They will love to death whether they will repent before they die. Well, what is the criteria for saying it's bad? Really, it's a good Now, for the child of God, sometimes it's very difficult. For the person who knows the Lord, we can never go to church at times. Okay. 
Christ said, that's what you do. You just told him how your life sucks. That's what you do. What you need to do is you've got to stay there. You've got to stay there and you've got to get into his word and you've got to say, Lord, I don't understand. And because Psalms is the emotional thing within the Bible, that's where I go. I go read Psalms. I read one Psalm. I turn another Psalm. I turn another Psalm. You say, okay, what good does that do? I'm looking for something. When I just read the Bible, it is logos. That's the word. But when God takes that verse off of that page and he sticks it right in my face and he says to me, this is for you. This is what I've done. And when he does that, then you begin to know that the Lord has spoken to you. He's given you answers. And that's when you choose to take rest. But it means God wants you to get alone with him and pour out your heart to him. Say, Lord, I don't understand. I don't understand why this happened or that happened. He will, he will give it to you if you will trust him. And I'm telling you, in the day and time that we live, where we've got all this stuff coming at us, like crazy, and we don't know what's coming, if you don't learn how to listen to the voice of God and the Holy Spirit in your life and let it teach you when God's speaking to you, you're not going to be able to stand in this day and time that we live. You need to learn how to do this. That's why the Bible talks about walking in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. What does that mean? Listen to the voice of God. Listen to His wonderful voice. And I don't hear you say, okay, do you hear an audible voice? I don't hear an audible voice. But brother, I know when He's speaking to me. He speaks in my heart and He tells me and He, he shows me what He's saying. He will do the very same thing with you if you're ready. So, so amazingly, so verse 20 and 21, the hearts of human beings will be callous and hardened against God. Don't let that happen. Get alone with Him. Say, why, why does this happen? I don't understand. And, and just let Him have it, you know. Let Him have it that way. Okay, the seventh trumpet judgment, the final trumpet judgment results in the unleashing of the bold judgment. If you'll notice that when when you get to the seventh, when you get to the seventh judgment, what happens here? The seventh judgment or the seal judgment leads to the trumpet judgment, and the seventh judgment of the trumpet leads to the bold judgment. So, okay. so, so, uh, so, and so, you know, the seventh judgment, the final trumpet judgment, results in the unleashing of the bold judgment, which is even worse than the trumpet judgment, and we find that over in Revelation. Revelation 16. Okay, now, um, maybe those who experience the trumpet judgment will think that things are as bad as they can get, but God's judgment is continuing to escalate, amen? Now, where are we? We're still here. We're here. But we've moved from here, we're all here now, we're in this section here of the tribulation time. Now, Revelation 17 and 18. One of the things that happens, we're going to talk about, one of the things it's going to talk about here, it's going to talk about in Revelation 17 and 18, and it talks about Mystery Babylon. And there's been a lot of stuff that's been talked about. Okay, where is Mystery Babylon? Well, some people say, okay, it, it is uh, uh, it is Because I will tell you simply, look at Revelation 18, verse 
verse 24. This word does it for me. But I believe that Rick uh, mentioned Babylon. Do you know where it is? It's the one that sits on seven hills. Where's seven hills at? I'm trying to get away from it. What do you say to me? Because look, look what it says in 18 and 24. 18 verse 24. This is the one that says this is me. And in her, and you look at verse 16, and in her was found the blood of the prophet saints and the law who was slain on the altar. Where were the prophets slain on
about and the things that are on today's mind. And guess what they're going to be? They're going to come up here and say, God is not the God of the story that I have given you. And again in verse 10, look what it says in verse 10. Um, yeah, it, it says this in verse 10, verse 5, but the rest of the dead, it gives us, do not leave it until the God is
they're going to be able to go and partake of the tree of life that Adam and Eve could partake of in the Garden of Eden. But God, God ran them out of the garden, didn't he? Why did he do this? So they could not partake. Why? Is God sitting in heaven one of the days when we see him in the garden of Eden getting ready to come? He is. I just found that out. Do you see this? This is what it says. This is this. 